Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E, but there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much, bro. Just sitting back, chilling. Uh, you know, it's really just been a normal day for me, though, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't got a whole lot going on. Family good. You know what I'm saying? So, we just sitting back relaxing. What's up with you? Man, took them kids trick-or-treating. One no houses giving out candy. <laughs> one no kids out. Wow. Now when no, I say no, when I say no houses, you know I'm being a little facetious. You know what I'm saying? But um, man, all right. So, all right, I gotta tell the story. Story time with your boy. We ain't said story time with your boy. Wow. That's a throwback. Story time with your boy. You know what I'm saying? So we out there trick or treating with the kids. Um, and we're slowly but surely got the pathway to make it back to our house, right? And so what happens is is that we see one house that's it's the street before ours, but we see it's just about four houses down that they got the light on. Hey, come get some candy. So we walk the kids down there. And in the process, we passed the house that was on the corner, right? On the uh, opposite side of the street. So as we're walking back, we're getting ready to walk around the corner to go home. And you know the the gentleman, you know he kind of sticks his head out the window, you know, say, "Hey, I, I got I got stuff," you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, okay, we'll, we'll walk across the street real quick, right? This man gave out books. Hey, little Bibles or his own paperback book, dog. <laughs> could he could you color in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> His own paperback book. Paperback. Like oh, public, so, like so like so, it cost him money to make this book. So basically you just just got a, a free book from an author and hopes you would read it and like his material. Bruh. <laughs> you Bruh. know, you know, gotta shoot your shot, promote everywhere, everywhere you can, you know what I mean? I, I'm not mad at the hustle. And here's the funny part. So last year, there was, um, you know, with the trick-or-treat thing, somebody was giving away coupons to the Mod Pizza and the Wendy's that they own, the, the franchise that they own. So I said, man, next year, I, I've seen somebody give away food coupons. I've seen somebody give away a book. I'm going to have QR codes or something ready for the podcast next year. Like, ain't no way. Like, that's got to be somewhere in the middle, you know what I'm saying? I, I did just say promote, so I ain't even finna knock you, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't just say it, but sometimes you just gotta watch what you say, you know what I mean? That's what should play out, I guess. Because, <laughs> man. But, no, I mean, ain't no bad idea, but I don't know if the QR code gonna be the jump off. You're gonna need some, you know, 
You might need a silly flyer or something. Look like a house party. Hey, we can put the QR code on the house spot. Hey, that Super Bowl ad last year or this past year, this past year Super Bowl, crypto.com. It was a 90 minute, 90 second segment of just a QR code on the TV, and they broke the crypto.com app. It might work. <laughs> yeah, but they had Dodgecoin too going, so you know, <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. Um, but no, man. I mean, you know, it's it's cool. You hey, know, that's dope this was this was the last two weeks of. Yeah, we Most talked about it. The last two weeks of the wife, you know, working the two jobs, cleaning up the old one, and also doing the new one. So, you know, it's kind of weird having a home on a Monday night. <laughs> I ain't seen that one in a while, you know. But um, you know. Life is changing. Life is adjusting. I, I got no complaints. Um, man, we got a uh, interesting docket. I think. Hey, Elijah Wan said his wife gave out stickers for her book. Um, inside little candy bags. See, I likes that idea. I, I likes okay. that idea. I likes that idea. All right, so. Yeah, I'm not gonna just give out just like you know, only <laughs> only they gonna have some Snickers or some Reese's or something, you know. What I'm saying? I, ain't be, I ain't gonna be that guy, you know. What I'm, saying? I'm not gonna That's give all I was saying, bro, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna give like this man. I guess maybe I didn't clarify that part. This man gave out just books. He yeah. stuck his head out so my little kids could see him to say, "Here's a book that." No, like, and then he was like, "Wait, wait, wait." So my son, uh, you know, Jackson, he walked. Was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." Gave Jackson an extra book. <laughs> Dog. my time. Dog. I'm like, you made my kids walk across the street for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, let's yeah. get into it. All right. Let's address the elephant in the room, man. Kanye got canceled. And for those of you that are listening to the podcast, first off, thank you for listening to what's happening. But I'm definitely putting out uh, air quotes with the word canceled. We've been talking about it over the last few weeks a lot. We've been talking about the man. What what you thinking, dog? Hey, one thing I say, they ain't calling him a liar. They silencing him. They taking his money. They ain't calling him a liar. And they kind of proven his point in a sense, so. What point? That basically, you know what I'm saying, they'll get everybody around him to, you know what I'm saying, basically do away with him in a sense and mess with his money and whatnot. But in a sense, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm pretty sure there's Jewish people in all contracts now. Hey, at this hey, when nothing anti-Semitic until he says something about the Jews. He says something about him being in the contracts. And basically he's showing how quick he can lose everything just for mentioning them and for going after him. So I mean, they ain't call him a liar, but they is trying to silence him, trying to get him to, you know, cooperate, be a good boy. So it'll be fun to see how the rest of this goes. You know I was gonna cover something with it. You, I don't even know why you tried me. As soon as I seen it at the top, I said, Oh yeah, he he <laughs> want me to get on his nerves, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you thought you was just gonna 
Fresh on, mosey on down, sir. Okay. That's why I put, that's why I put it at the top. So go ahead and get to it and get through it. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Well, you know how I feel about it. I, um, what up, Britt? I feel like it's overdue at this point. You know, I've been quoted on many times. You could check out the arcade, the archives, arcade, check out the archives of what's happening. I've said it multiple times that I still feel the same way from 2003 to 2012. That period alone, Kanye West is the greatest rapper of all time. I won't, I will never change my, my opinion on that. And I won't listen to any other. I'll listen to your arguments, but I'll tell you that you're wrong. But that's his as an artist. We also did an episode back at the, in late February called Separating the Art from the Artist. And I am separating the art from the artist. As an artist, fantastic. The art is fantastic. I'm sorry. That's what I want to say. The art is fantastic. The artist has some issues. He's been saying wild crazy ridiculous stuff for years including saying that slavery is a choice which i'm still don't understand how you were able to justify that but i'm not going to go back down that road with you but the point <laughs> is and what's funny is that i was thinking about oh, something else that you said we this was maybe two months ago maybe a little bit more than that but we were talking about um there was evidence of, of some police just beating the hell out of this guy. And the video went viral on Twitter. And I'm forgetting the conversation, but basically you were just like, what are we going to do about it? That was your sentiment. What are we going to do about it? And basically what you were saying is, we ain't really doing nothing. So what are we talking for? And I kind of feel that same way about Kanye. Because Kanye's been saying crazy stuff for years. We ain't did nothing about it. Oh, that boy just crazy. Well, that boy lost his mama. Well, Same. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. If you want to really go down the road of the whole cancel thing, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of how far deep in he may be or whatnot, we never stick by him regardless of what it was. Even if he ain't say all, all this anti-Semitics, whatever, we still want to stand by him. Any decision he made or how he wanted to choose this fight. Because that's just who we are as a culture. We're we not going to do nothing. We're going to talk about him, though. You're damn right we're going to talk about him. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I got I to gotta highlight this comment. Yeah. Because <laughs> AV says when he raps about the bad aspects of being blacks that hurts ourselves, he is the greatest. But when he brings that energy to other cultures that hurt us, it's a problem. I need that same energy. And I kind of feel like that's a very generalistic thing to say about rap in general. Because Kanye's raps were always about his life and life in general. Kanye never had a rap where he was glorifying being a gangster, being a thug. Um, he always rapped about real stuff. So I think as a general statement, that's something. I don't think that applies to Kanye West at all. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think 
I guess you're saying in a general sense, but it, yeah. it could apply. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've listened to that brother's music a lot. I feel you. And I, I can't. I could. I, I'm not going <laughs> to go down that rabbit hole with you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I mean, I, I see I see where it be coming from. You know what I'm saying? I, I see it from a general perspective. I just don't think that applies to Kanye in speci- in, uh, specifically. Um, yeah, I like Brit- Britney comments. Yeah. yeah, Britney comments is D.L. Hughley said if he was a woman, he would have been placed in a conservatorship. <laughs> um, what, bruh? <laughs> are, are we fighting with it? Like, yes, bro. That's why I'm laughing. But you know, I control the comments, so I don't even know why you. Even yeah, I don't know why I'm even trying it. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, hey, you can read it. I just usually put it up there. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna go back to AB real quick. He said about our self esteem issues. That man said, We all subconscious. I'm just the first to admit it. I, okay. <laughs> and, and, and truthfully, like when you look at his situation, because what he's going through, essentially, we all go through on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? If you put it down to our broke level, you know what I'm saying? And, and basically, everybody around him is doing what people around you in a regular work life would do. How many times you tired of your workplace bullshit or, you know what I'm saying? People are like, hey, let's rally together and let's just say fuck them. And soon somebody said, it'd be like 50 motherfuckers like, ah, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm pissed with them, but nah, we ain't gonna go that route, you know? Like nobody's really willing to stand up, you know what I'm saying, for the cause. And that's how we got into that conversation on, you know what I'm saying, slavery was a choice. like. It, it's it's always about standing up for what you believe in and finding those that's like-minded that's willing to stand for the same cause. You know what I'm saying? And pretty much everybody around him folded, you know what I'm saying, when it was time to ride for the cause. But like he said, there's a lot of motherfuckers that agree with him, glad he's saying what he's saying, but they ain't willing to back him up because they scared for their check to get cut. Yeah. Um, we, 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 I'm going to go back to Brittany's comment in a second, but ab he he specifically called out all falls down i'm gonna just read this verse he says man i promise she's so self-conscious she has no idea what she's doing in college the major that she majored in don't make no money but she won't drop out her parents will look at her funny that's not i don't see how that's hurtful to the black culture at all versus being true but versus being truthful i mean so many people go to college because they we talked about that at nauseum on this show we, we go to college because we were told that's what you do. You get good grades, you go to college, you can get a good so you can get a good job. And life today in 2022 is is showing that a lot of times that that's just not it. Um, I don't want to keep skipping over Brittany though. So Brittany's question, Brittany's comment was: Dio Hughley said if she if he was a woman, he would have been placed in a conservatorship. What do you think about that, bro? Uh, facts. You know what I'm saying, and I. I'm just gonna say it because it's it's not and she threw out Britney Spears and Wendy Williams, but there's plenty more women that you know what I'm saying are using conservatorships, and it just shows that the limited rights that women still have when it comes to that industry, and that's more so why they would be in the conservatorship so they can control what they say, what they do, you know, what I'm saying who they're with, you know, their money aspects like that for that reason, because they probably go through a lot more damaging, you know what I'm saying, things to to get to where they at or to have what they have. And and they probably crack or fold 
a lot faster than most men do. So they have that conservatorship, right? So that they can control that aspect so that you don't just go out there and just say, ah, look, this is what I'm dealing with and I'm going insane. And you know what I'm saying? I know nobody gonna believe me, but here it is. So that's my take. What you, what you think here? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know how to feel. Um, but I would say I agree with the sentiment. The specificity of a conservatorship is probably not accurate. But what probably would have happened was is that back in 2009, if he would have gotten up, if if Kanye was a woman that would have gotten up on stage and interrupted Taylor Swift, it, it would have been, you know, this is shameful. This is crazy. This is. I can't believe this woman did this. And yeah, I don't think got that, sick together and all this blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that we would have even gotten to this point where he could have gotten to the point where he could say slavery was a choice and, and things of that nature. So I think he, that, he would never be able to say anything that he's recently said or a lot of the things that, you know, he's did would, you know, it, it would have been, no, nowhere near. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I think that's just a whole other, like, rabbit hole we could get into with, you know, if this was a woman, this would be totally different. We could, that could be a whole nother episode. Yeah, you know, and and I've said it before, you know, I don't believe in the idea of, of cancel culture. Like, it's, you're held accountable for your actions. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, and now we have an internet to where, when you say or you do crazy things, um, you're, you feel it at a greater scale because of the ease to share information and the access to uh, lives of you know celebrities in particular. So, you know, because there's so many times that I think of with situations that people... I can remember just something that's top of mind. Um, about seven years ago, there was a story that leaked out. You might you might know this, you might not. Some of you listeners, you might know this, you might not. About seven years ago, I remember there was a thing, Kyrie Irving, at this time he was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. There was an internet rumor that spread that said that he had an all-white party and all-white meant all-white women, that black women... Uh, we're not wanted, we're not allowed. And you don't remember this? Perfect. That's my point. Great. That's my point. Because he put out a statement that said, hey, this isn't true. I would never say anything like this. I would never do anything like this. And it went away. That's probably not the greatest example. Here's a better example of why I don't believe in cancel culture. Um, I cannot think of her name. If you are a fan of The Office, the actress that played Aaron on that show. Um, she, something came out sometime within the last year where she participated in some sort of pageant that had this historically ugly racist history um, in Missouri where she grew up in. It came out that she did this. She put out a statement on socials. I'm pretty sure it was on Instagram and on Twitter and said, hey, this happened. It's true. I didn't know the history of it at that time. Doesn't you know, excuse it. I'm sorry. It's not what I stand for. And after that, it went away. And, and so, 
the point that I'm making is, is that when these crazy things happen, if these folks would just shut it down, hey, it's true, it's not true, I'm sorry it happened, I'll work to be better. Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E, but there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. This stuff always goes away. L.A. Kemper is her name. Thank you, Brittany. Um, and even like the craziest stuff is like, yeah, I wasn't thinking, whatever, do something like make it right. And the sooner you make it right, the sooner it goes away. He didn't do that. He wasn't held accountable by us back to, to what I was saying to AB. It got to the point where he said something about the wrong people. <laughs> they, they, they went on to say it. That's what happened. He can fix it. He can fix it. But, but but that's the point. Why should he have to fix it? Because he says something about a certain set of people. I mean, like, <laughs> like no, you, you, you just, you just, I mean, really made my point. Like, it's, it's literally to that point of, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let's do what Master say, because if not, he going to come for me and I'm basically not going to be able to feed my family all because, you know what I'm saying, I'm making a point or I'm pointing out their faults or their wrongs. You do it by any other culture and it's, all right, no problem. But, oh, you talk about their culture and now it's wrong person. But that's my point. That's my point. My point that I'm trying to make is, is that it's not like it's about these people that matter. What I'm what I'm saying is, is that for the last five or six years, he's been saying crazy stuff about black people. Oh, that boy crazy. That boy ain't been right since his mama died. I'm guilty of it. I'm personally guilty of it. That boy ain't been right since his mama died. How many, of, how many people have said that? How many times have you said that? And that's just a rhetorical question for anybody that's watching or listening. How many times have you said that about Kanye West? He ain't been right since his mama died. He really it needs to It might have been a couple times early on, like, you know what I'm saying? But not, like, not after a couple years after his mom passed, probably not. Yeah. What, did, did, did we stop streaming his music after... After he said slavery was a choice, no, nope. no. Nope, but you did we stop buying you easy? Go back and hear me on wax, so then you feel you see I, I'm more opinionated, different than that. So I wouldn't stop streaming. Well, but so my point is just that the people that he was hurting did not hold him accountable. We didn't do it. Okay. Right. Well, I guess I should have held him accountable because the Jews did and look at it. That's my point. Look at that. We actually agree. <laughs> I mean, but they say we got more buying power, so we should have been able to make the same impact because exactly. you know what I'm saying? It's wild to me that 
that the Jews hold that much power to the point that Adidas lost somebody that was making them. You know what I'm saying? Shit, damn, the more money they was making themselves. To the point that they like, oh shit, we still own the design, so we can still produce this because we know we still need this money. It just won't be in his name. Hey. That was wild. We'll see what happens. He can yeah. fix it. He's still the greatest rapper, as far as I'm concerned. Hopefully he can stand fix- on his beliefs. Mm. Move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh Primo. Did you get a chance to read this article or see anything on it? Josh Primo. So for those of you who don't know, Josh Primo was drafted number 12th overall by the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. If you don't know, um, if you don't watch basketball, so just a quick thing, um, the top 14 draft picks go to the teams that did not make the playoffs. So if you are drafted within the top 14, um, you're considered to be a lottery pick and you're considered to be you're you had a lot of potential to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. And this is 2021, meaning that you know this is only his second NBA season. He got waived, he got released by his team. This might, if you're a football fan, you're not really into basketball, you might not understand why this is a huge thing. This does not happen in the NBA. It, it does not happen. People that are considered to be bust typically make it four or five years, get a second contract, get another chance, things that the other. And to, for this guy to get released is, uh, it was it was alarming, right? Why are you guys talking about basketball, Bradley? We're not talking about basketball. It came out yesterday that the reason that he got released was because he was exposing himself to multiple female staffers. And this is the third situation uh, involving the NBA uh, in the last, you know, third or fourth situation over the last year where, you know, some inappropriate conduct has caused um, some, some uproar in the NBA. So, I don't, I don't. I don't think I gave you a chance to answer. Did you? Did you look him up at all? No, I, I didn't. But I mean, so you know, I'm standing on that shit. I got daughters. Yeah, I, I've got a um, I, I've I've got an article up from ESPN. Um, I'm gonna skip down a little bit. So first off, um, one of the female staffers has um hired Tony Busby who is the attorney that represented multiple women in the Deshaun Watson situation uh, for the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. Um, Yeah. And you guys have to forgive me. I accidentally turned my computer off. Don't ask me how I accidentally turned my computer off. Uh, (laughs) Because that just sounds ridiculous. But so, yeah, he, there was, okay, here it is right here. This is a statement from him that's in the article. Josh says, I know that you are all surprised by today's announcement. Primo said in the statement, I've been seeking help to deal with previous trauma I suffered and will now take this time to focus on my mental health treatment more fully. I hope to be able to discuss these issues in the future. 
so that I can help others who have suffered in a similar way. I appreciate privacy at this time. So he's connecting his behavior to trauma, which is not uncommon. No, it's not uncommon. But say what you want to say. Uh, well, one, when it's people like this, I hate the media spinoff. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always to help soften the blow, but it's not to take light of mental illness or trauma that, you know what I'm saying, causes issues down the line because it does happen. Um, but in a sense, I, I, didn't he go to Alabama? Uh, I'm not sure where he went. Sorry. But my thing is, uh, I'm sure this didn't just start happening out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my question is, how did he make it this long? Is there some hidden, you know what I'm saying, issues that's been covered up over the years? Because he should have got help way before now. You know what I'm saying? And and that's my other issue is like, why don't we see this early and try to get these people the help that they need early? I think the answer to that is always that, not always, but it's more often than we want to realize that when people are sexually assaulted and probably should have given a trigger warning, so I apologize, uh, but when people are, are sexually assaulted, they don't know what to do when that happens it, it's they freeze they get nervous they get scared they're, they're shocked they, they 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 just don't know what to do and and so no i'm not saying the the, the women that is experiencing this i'm, I'm talking you know saying like and maybe not, maybe he was that guy, you know what I'm saying, at his college or at his high school. So this was never an issue or a problem. But like I said, I'm sure this just didn't start happening once he got to San Antonio and, you know what I'm saying, walking through the facility and all of a sudden, like, oh, shoot. Well, you know, that oftentimes all it takes for these situations is one person to step up to speak out on what yeah. happened. And then once somebody else does that, then more feel brave. They feel emboldened. They feel comfortable coming out with what they're saying, right? I'm just thinking about the whole the 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 Robert Sarver situation, who is right now still the owner of the Phoenix Suns. We've talked about that in quite a few times. But you know, it was finally when that ESPN report, you know, ESPN started digging deep. Somebody obviously went to Baxter Holmes and said, this is what's happening in Phoenix. It's crazy. And then slowly but surely they were able to do a year-long investigation to get that information to make the ESPN article, which started the whole process of the formal investigation and ultimately getting him to commit to looking to sell the team. So it, it, when it happens to you and you don't know that it's happened to anyone else, you know, you you can't i don't know man it, it's just it's hard to say why someone hasn't come out yet it's break it's a brave thing to do to, to no I, I i'm not um not saying you know what i'm saying that it, it's 
not a brave thing to do or that it's not hard or not a difficult situation to deal with. Uh, I, yeah, the system does victim blames a lot, Brittany. Um, and Trina, I agree with you too. A lot of soft victims uh, do blame themselves. Uh, if anybody ever go back in our archive, um, we had Randy who, you know what I'm saying, was telling her story in a sense, you know what I'm saying, blamed herself. So I 100% agree with you. Um, but that's, you know, that's just my thing is just trying to get them help early, you know. And even though some women or some not saying it, you know, I, I feel like there's still other people that usually know. It's not, you know what I'm saying, just a, oh, it was a one-on-one -on -one incident or one-on-one -on -one situation. Somebody knows, you know what I'm saying? And that's, you know what I'm saying, what should be happening is help should be, help should be gotten for the individual or person, you know what I'm saying, involved nine times out of 10, if you know. If you know, you shouldn't be sitting back and well, that's that person's situation or that's their problem. You should be trying to figure a way to help them out or, or get them out of, you know what I'm saying? So that way they can get help. Yeah. So. And then now we're tapping into societal <clears throat> issues at that point because we just talked about if Kanye was a woman, it wouldn't have gotten this far. Our society treats women differently than we treat men. So when a woman says, you know, we have Trina in the comments saying that she was victim shamed uh, when she was raped and was told she didn't know what sex was and she was 33 when it happened. So yeah, I mean sheesh. Um, but even the large one, I'm telling the truth. I mean, it's yeah. not to report it, you know what I'm saying, at all, or they consider weak and, and truthfully Absolutely. You know what I'm saying it's a it's a weird ideology of you know what I'm saying that if it happened to you, you know what I'm saying, like as a as a man, it should be automatically wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Like a man should not have the right to not want it if it if it was happening to them, if another woman was taking over them. And it's crazy thought, but it's truthfully you grow up with the notion of like if you heard you know, oh, this dude is suing this this woman for, or, you know what I'm saying, pressing charges because this woman raped him. You're going to hear 100 men be like, what? Let that be me. She ain't had it. But it's crazy because it's the thought of, you know what I'm saying, that you should automatically want it because it's a woman. You know what's funny? I was watching Next Friday last week, the movie Next Friday. I was mm -hmm. watching it last week. I got into a Friday trap. Brittany knows why. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, and then I decided to watch all of them because as a, a one hour from the point that we're recording, it, the Fridays won't be on Netflix anymore. Um, now y'all don't leave this, don't leave this podcast live to go watch Friday. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Y'all can get a DVD or something else, <laughs> but no, but all jokes aside, um, and in the scene of next Friday, you know, it, it made me laugh that. Yeah, just thinking in retrospect, obviously it's a movie and this movie is you know 22 years old or something like that. Um and the whole thing is uh you know, Day Day is getting harassed by this girl that says it's his baby when he 
she was clearly pregnant when she met him. He just wanted to bite her cheeseburger. <laughs> and Baby D is chasing him down, beating him up, throwing bricks through his car, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, I even got a restraining order. And then Ice Cube's line, Craig's line is, come on, man, you got a restraining order on your girl? And so, like, even to that point, like, like, I, and I, I remember hearing that line be like, yeah, it actually makes sense that he would have a restraining order on her. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. Like, like legit <laughs> psycho. You know what I'm saying? He said, you're supposed to be 100 feet away. And she mason him. Like, what you mean? That's right. not 100 feet. Like, he mason is Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, why wouldn't you have a restraining order? And it's crazy because, you know, laws have changed. Um, my brother was actually just recently dealing with a lady that was unstable. And, you know, he had to have her removed from the home or whatnot. And, I mean, they had actual, um, like, you know, the companies calling him like, hey, you know, we just want to let you know we're here for you. You know, men can be victim to abuse and, you know what I'm saying, rape and whatnot. So don't be scared. If, if there's something troubling you, you need somebody to talk to, you need some assistance, you need to get out of the situation. It's just like it shows we've came a long way because before a man ain't have none of those resources. You know what I'm saying? When nobody reaching out, if, if a woman is beating upside his head or what have you, you just, you, know, you got to deal with it. You're a man. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we'll see. Um, like I said, this is a guy that for him to get drafted that high. And I guess that's the part Maybe, and this is the part that I want to make plain for people that may not necessarily understand. In basketball, they are they they get pretty much guaranteed contracts. And the way rookies work is, you pick up options after their two years, but each one is done like a whole extra year in advance. So, San Antonio had just picked up his third year option meaning that next year, the 23-24 season. And so when you release a player in the NBA, it's not like the NFL, that contract is guaranteed. So he's going to get paid. And you have to understand that they could have easily sat him down. They could have said, you go away from the team for the time being. They could have said, we're going to try to figure out a way to trade you, even if we get almost nothing in return. But for them to say, we will release you, that means they're going to pay him all of his money that he's owed for this year and next year because they picked up his contract. They're paying him all the money that he's owed, and he is permanently away from the team. And when you release him, you don't have the ability to re-sign him. So they don't have the ability to go get him back on a cheaper deal. Um, they could potentially get him back next season, but they would still owe him the money that he bought him out on. So they know that this situation was so bad that we have to throw away millions of dollars and say, forget it. Well, I'm going to say, first off, San Antonio ain't missing no money. They got money over there, plenty of it. You know what I'm saying? They got championships. And they got oh, yeah, so for sure. That that was the least of their words. You well, but that's what I'm saying. You, I mean? you that's what I'm saying is... rookies every day, so you know what I mean? Just because you got them number 12, that could be the worst pick of the draft and so you still wasted your money so 
Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, right. the severity of it, of saying, like, hey, we're not going to take any other option out. We just going to do away with you, pay you. And if somebody else chooses to pick you up and want to play with you, that's on them. But we not going to do it. Yeah. You know, um, but I would hope that they're still going to give him the help. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they do have different organizations and resources in the NBA to still get players help, whether they're a current player or ex player. And that's something I hope they don't turn their back on when they wash their hands with him, is that they still make sure that he gets the help. Now, if they want to charge him out of his salary, that's between them and, and, you know, saying him, but at the same time, just make sure they get him the help that he needs. Yeah. And uh, before we move on, I'll just read AB's comment real quick. It says, yep, I was raped. Didn't like her. She didn't use force. She threatened to lie on me and say I raped her if I didn't. Wow. I'm 6'6 and on the basketball squad. I thought about scholarships and my reputation, so I did. So it isn't always physical. I didn't report it because I'm 6'6 and she was 5'6. Who are they going to believe? So I just took the L and moved on and never put myself in that situation again. Wow. And I, I mean, truthfully, I've heard plenty of stories just sitting back talking with the fellas, older and younger. Younger men are raped a lot of times more than what you would believe, you know, especially growing up in our day when you had a babysitter, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was an older family member that was a female or a close family member. A lot of times in them situations, you was molested or raped too. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> not knowingly, or they call it a game, or, or what have you. And I've heard it in many different scenarios, just sitting back talking to fellas. So it's, it's, I mean, it's out there. It just never was really reported or, you know what I'm saying, said nothing about. Yeah. I um <laughs> I um I think I was too. Yeah, no thinking more than likely you was. I, I mean I was, you know what I'm saying? I had an older cousin, you know what I'm saying, that not only did she, you know what I'm saying, rape me or molest me, but she had me and my cousin, you know what I'm saying, playing, not knowing, like it was something normal. So, you know what I'm saying, my little brother, we was raised up by two different mamas. So over his way, he was in a similar situation. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, I got homeboys, and like I said, older folks who, oh, yeah, I remember when so-and-so used to watch me. She had me doing this and that. So, I mean, it's more common than not. Yeah, I, um, I've been thinking about this the last year, two years. Like, I feel like it happened, but I don't remember it. But I do remember it. Like, it feels like a TV show that I watched. You know what I'm saying? 
It's probably where you put some mental blocks up, you know what I'm saying, to help you know it's there, but not really remember it in first person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's 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 crazy. Like into the fact that with with my cousin that you know what I'm saying molested us. Like she's on papers now. Like she has to report. You know what I'm saying as a, a whatever tier rapist when she moves and whatnot. And it was it was wild. Like because I was in high school and it was using her, her government name, but we never called her by that. Like very few knew that name, but the name is so unique. I've never met anybody else with that name. Mm. So I'm sitting there and these, I mean, I was probably, I don't know, junior. It might be some freshman. They're like, yeah, as soon as we get to such and such house, you know what I'm saying? Bother skip is that the third? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm like, his name sounds so familiar. Like, nah, it can't be. So I just like, hey, do she go by? And it was like, yeah, you know her too. And I'm like, yeah. But mind you, I'm a junior. She probably like 25, 26, 27. These freshmen. They 14, 15 year old young bucks. And yeah, they was with it, but when you don't know no better and you're being manipulating the situation to be able to come back and brag about something, you're still being molested. You're still being raped, being taken advantage of. So, you know, it happens. I don't even know where we go from here, dog. <laughs> hey, we still gonna move on like it's a regular episode, bro. <laughs> like, hey, it's just it's how you gotta take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different strides in life. Well, I put him in the uh, in the header, so we gotta talk about it. Um, Pastor Jamal Bryant. He went off. I'm gonna share the screen. And this way, if you're watching, you'll get to know what I'm talking about. And if you're listening, you will get to hear it. But he... All right, we'll just... Let me just let it play. Let me just do our thing. Y'all ignore my, my sideline about wrestling and basketball. <laughs> just watch the video. I'm in the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from here, Texas right? to Georgia so that he could run for Senate. It's because change was taking too fast in the post-antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue, and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. 
since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. We need somebody who gonna run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who gonna run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who gonna run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker. So usually... Flamer, don't sit next to me in church. Usually, <laughs> usually I'll let you go first. I'm going to take the lead on this one because I want to get this out of the way. Oh, he, he got something on his chest, ladies and gentlemen. I like Jamal Bryan. I like him a lot. The, the little bit that I've heard him preach, you know, I've heard him talk. I follow him on Instagram, the way, the way he carries himself, what I see. I like him. I like him a lot. I hate using your message for politics in the pulpit. I'm big on, I think the church needs to speak out more about what's right and not just the right wing part of the church. Cause that's the only part that you really hear. Um, and it's really only the far right wing part that you usually hear from. Um, I, I, I do think there needs to be more, uh, from the church, you know, specifically, but it needs to be about the church. It does not need to be about <clears throat> the politics. I hate a preacher preaching on politics from his pulpit. That is disgusting to me, number one. Number two, um, I've been on here and you know, I, I've said, you know, Herschel Walker's got some issues and he's been, uh, you know, I, I said he's kind of a trash candidate with, you know, some of the things that he said and, and some of the stories that have come out that are uh, that run counter to the things that he said that his campaign is about. But I can't have you disrespecting him being a football player when we had uh, four or five years ago. Laura Ingram from Fox News telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble. If you're going to attack him on the issues, attack him on the issues, not on his, not on his career in the past. Because just because he played football doesn't mean that he can't also be an effective politician. So... I just wanted to get that out the way, and I know I, I get it out a little nicer than than Fred would have, but um, I hated that. Well, 
I'm kind of glad he said something about it because I'm a, you know me, I, I couldn't help it. But um, he proved Kanye point. He put a Jewish and an Eagle Negro. They knew it was either going to be easy for the Jew to go in. Or no, 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 Okay. No. But it doesn't, it's, it's not even, I, bro, it's I'm not even playing, Don't even go there. Like, it's, hey, but no, like, I mean, I'm okay if, if a pastor wants to, you know what I'm saying, encourage people to vote. I don't think he should help, you know what I'm saying, be biased in the vote. Um, that, you know, if you got your own opinions and views from from whatever you've looked at, you know what I'm saying, you should hold them to yourself. If anything, be informative on who the two voters is, what they stand for. And I definitely don't think it needs to be a part of a sermon. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's we here for church, not here for, you know what I'm saying, a quick briefing on what's getting ready to go down here next week you you know what and what it probably makes me mad about is i remember being young being a kid being in the church and um i remember being you know being in the church and you know september october you start seeing these random white dudes you ain't never seen before and they sitting on the front row like who is this and then somebody says, well, yeah, you know, this person here to say something. And, and it turns out there's somebody running for some sort of position and they're just coming to speak to the church to say, here's what I'm about. Here's what I'm doing. This and the third. And then as soon as they're done talking, they're gone. They're heading up the next church. And like, it just annoys me. Like, this is not what it's about. And even as like a young kid, I'm talking 11, 12, 13, I looked like, I think I was mad when I was that young because they was making church longer. It was already black church. You ain't got to add politics. <laughs> you ain't got to add nothing. Man, we was already in that job for three hours, man. <laughs> but no, I just, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't think, you know, whether it be from the, from the left or the right or in the middle, I don't think politics should be a part of worship. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, but it's for for who believes it, it's always going to be there because they help one another. You know what I'm saying? And for whatever, you know what I'm saying, purpose or what have you, whether it comes from some state funding or grants or, you know what I'm saying, what have you, they help one another, so they always going to leave the door open for one another. You, they never know, you know what I'm saying, when they got across that bridge. So <clears throat> no matter how much we don't like it, you will forever see it. Yeah. I don't mind a, a, a pastor. I don't mind a pastor saying I'm endorsing this person and here's why. That shouldn't be a part of your ministry, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, if he want to do it on his Facebook, that's fine. Right? Yeah, what are you doing on Facebook? 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if he want to hold a separate meeting. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to use the church to, to host a meeting, that's fine. But if I have already made it here for Sunday school and I just stayed for service, please don't waste my time. I've been here quite long and y'all ain't feeding nobody today. Nah. So, we ain't finna have no chicken and no green beans. And if mother ain't blessed the rose, then that's what we're doing. I'm with hey. you, dog. I just spent a lot of days in church, hungry and fed. So if I'm going to be here, please feed me. Woo! Woo! Hey, <laughs> AB just hit me in my soul right there. He said, there's a separation of, of church and state. But the sad part is that people go to church every Sunday and barely know the word. How can we expect to know who is running if they only do it every four years? Not saying they should combine it. But what? But when are they going to get the information? Well, now listen. I, I just said, if they wanted to, you know what I'm saying, give a, a briefing, not be biased, you know what I'm saying, it's outside church hours but if they want to use a platform to have their congregation informed in a non-biased way i'm cool for that but that's the biggest issue we have in our in our community is none of us really go out there to get the information we side with each other or we side with a you know um Aside being public or Democrat, you know, a lot of times people go in there and vote straight party. They don't even look at who they're just, if you got an R or a D or, you know what I'm saying, if you're a Green Party or whatever, they go in there and vote straight party. It's now, always about being informed. I'm going to take that and I'm going to say, is it really any better for, for, like I said, these random people to show up at the church once? every four years and me saying every four years is generous because i would bet that it wasn't the same dudes rotating in and out that church each and every four years so to that point if the pastor is going to encourage the power of voting and and making your voice known and if that's being done on, on a regular basis as a resource that the church offers that's different and that's different. that would be a nice program to have. I mean, I think that's something we need to get into more just as people is and and not being just party. Oh, my mom and them vote Democrat, so I vote Democrat. My mom and them vote Republican, so I vote Republican. But actually deep dive into each, you know what I'm saying, individual candidate for each situation and seeing how you, you know what I'm saying, if you really agree with them or if you don't. So with that said, <laughs> Last week's episode, we promised y'all a bonus episode, and we did not deliver. I will take the fall for that. I had some stuff happen. The week got crazy. I ended up not being able to fulfill my commitments to get that episode together. We're going to get that bonus episode together, what's happening around y'all this week, before this week is done. You have my word on that. I promise you that, so I apologize for that. So where can you get the information? It's going to start here on what's happening. We're going to tell you what's happening around you. Um, and then to um, the other point that I want to bring out is I was listening to another podcast over the weekend um, and I may have, I may be butchering this data. So forgive me if I'm wrong, but it was on the 538 podcast, 538 politics podcast. Um, they played a, a trivia game amongst themselves. And one of the questions was um, 
2018 midterm, so this is four years ago, was a record voter turnout. How much of the eligible population, meaning people 18 or older, not eligible, legal age voting, so people 18 and older, how much of that uh, pop portion of the population in the U.S. went out to vote? And it was a record setting number. What would you guess is that number, Fred? And comments, I'd love for you guys to jump in as well. You talking about just like number of people? The percentage, I'm sorry. Okay. The percentage uh, of of individuals 18 and up that went that went out to go vote. And it was a record setting number like in 28%. You said 73. AB said 18. I'm gonna see if any more pop up here. And I'm just going to stretch out my conversation. Probably not. Okay. The answer was 53%. That blew my mind. If 53% was a record-setting year, that means more often than not, we don't get half of the people who are 18 and up to vote in this country. Oh, we know that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's without a doubt. You know what I mean? But that's also because, like we said, I think it might have just been last last podcast, but we show up for what we want to show up for. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just really what it is. If we're not making history, if it's not trying to, like, prove a point, we're not showing up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, America in general. You know what I mean? The moment, you know what I'm saying, we think, we start thinking against each other. We'll but if it's like everybody's kind of like, like they've been in the past few years where it's like, okay, I don't care who it is or, you know, I'm cool with whoever come, you know, come through. So I ain't got to vote. But as soon as you say, oh, if you if you just so having to put Obama and Trump against each other, you're going to bring the whole city out. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, grandmas, they wheelchair folks in, bring them on their deathbed, like... You know what I mean? It's <laughs> I'm having at these comments too, dog. So Brittany hey. in the comments, he said fifty is fifty six percent, and she was the closest because the number fifty three, so she won. And then AB said, "Well, if it was Price is Right, I would have won because it's the closest without going over." <laughs> and she said, "Facts, but it's not, so I won." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brittany, Brittany playing over and under. <laughs> She like, hey, I'm only over by, by three. <laughs> you under by like 30-something. We're going to get that bonus episode out to y'all this week. You have my commitment on that. So Elon Musk finally completed the deal to buy Twitter. And he changed his, his name on Twitter to Chief Twit. And he put out a statement on Twitter. I'm going to read the statement as fast as I can. It says, I wanted to reach out personally to share my motivation in acquiring Twitter. There's been much speculation about why I bought Twitter and what I think about advertising. Most of it has been wrong. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a, a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently a great danger that social media will splinter into far right, uh, far right wing and far left wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. I'm going to skip a little bit in the statement because I want to get to the part where he said 
That said, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. In addition to adhering to the laws of the land, our platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences, just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages to mature. I encourage you to look at Elon Musk's Twitter to see the full statement. I only read you about a third of it. What are your thoughts, bro? So if I'm getting this right, based on your algorithms or what you like, it'd be based on what you see. Or do you go in there and literally put, you know what I'm saying, I want raunchy sex with, you know what I'm saying, a side of holy, like, you know what I mean, like how he's really going. Here's the thing with, with Twitter. It already kind of works like that. I just did a screen share with my Twitter, right? When we watched the Jamal Bryant video. And on the side headline, you saw wrestling, you saw basketball, and you may have seen some politics in there. Because I really, and I'm really inactive on Twitter. I use Twitter to keep up with other stuff. I've talked about it in the past. I'm subscribed to certain politicians' tweets. When Joe Biden tweets, I get a notification. When <laughs> Kamala Harris tweets, I get a notification. When Trump tweeted before, I would get a notification, right? And then I have like certain basketball stuff I'll follow. So Twitter already kind of works like that to where it feeds you what you interact with instead. So for him to say that like we want to make it to where you can do this, it, it's already there. So I don't understand that. The, the message sounds beautiful. But when he says, like, it can't be a, and I should have brought this up earlier, now we're going to go back into it, but where he says that it can't be a free-for-all and there has to be some level of rules and things like that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I got distracted there. He says where it, it, it has to be a free-for-all and it can't be, any, it, it, it has to have rules and you have to adhere to the law of the land. When Kanye's anti-Semitic tweets got deleted, which is what happened before he went on Drink Chaps, which is what started the whole, which is what blew up the controversy. When those tweets got deleted and Kanye got back on Twitter and he went on a rant, he responded to Kanye saying, welcome to the new Twitter or something to that effect. So his statement doesn't make sense to what Twitter already is. And it doesn't make sense to what he's already said on the same app, on the same account. Well, I mean, maybe he's saying that what Kanye said wasn't, you know, against Twitter's laws of the land. <sighs> I mean, only one could think that. He let him come back and then told him, welcome to the new Twitter after a rant. I mean, I, I okay. can't wait to read the new laws. <laughs> we'll see what happened like I said the, the message sounds great it doesn't match what I'm already seeing let's wait and see what happens alright last thing and yes I'm skipping that one thing that's fake last thing um, you know I like to end the episode with something funny that we can laugh at and the question was an interview uh, tell a story of an interview where you knew before the interview was over that you didn't get the job Interview. 
So while you're thinking, I'll share my story. The, the first one that came to mind oh, is um, I went, I was interviewing for, this is back in the day, for AT&T position. And like the guy interviewed me, it was like 6.30 at night. I had kind of forgotten that it happened. He clearly didn't want to interview me anyway, but I had kind of forgotten that it happened. And then like I got the denial in, email. Like I knew it wasn't going well, and I got the the we're looking in other directions email as soon as the phone call was over. Like he had it queued up, ready to go, bro. He hit end on the phone, hit send on the computer, and I was like, dang, I need to get three breaths in. Like, but I knew I wasn't gonna get the job, no way. <laughs> like it just like you ever get that bad vibe, like. Like it wasn't it wasn't gonna work out. That's the one situation I can think of that happened to me where I knew I did not get the job. Now I can tell you this one time I thought I did get the job for show. You you, you talking, but we can't hear you at all. Listen, hey, <laughs> so I had applied for the job with this company called Radio Shack, right? But it ended up actually being a job for Target Mobile. And so I interviewed with this manager. His name was um, <coughs> William. <Yeah>. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> say William. <laughs> and um, so I, I, I interviewed. The, the, the vibes are, are dope. And like, I, gives me this whole like, sell me this pen move. And I sell him the pen. He's like, all right, you good? You all right? He's cheesing the whole time. And then, like, he called me, like, two weeks later because he was like, yeah, I got to go to Vegas. So he went somewhere, and he came back. was like, I'm going to make my decision. And he came back, and he called me, and he said, uh, I'm not going to pick you at this time, but if I ever have a position down the road, I'll call you. And I was like, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> He wanted to do my deep voice so bad. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I I got to say, I probably haven't had, mine's is like, if I get the interview, like, and this is my, my Bradley impression, if I get the interview, like, I know I'm going to kill it. So I don't really worry about it. I'm, I'm going to get the job. But mine's is usually in the application fill out process. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Submit. Yeah, there we go. You know what I'm saying? Then I get the email three days later talking about, yeah, we decided to move forward. I really wanted that one, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, yeah, I don't, I can't say, like, I really interviewed for something that, because especially once I got into sales, that shit, yeah. you already know what time it is. It's, it's on the flow, so... You ever apply for a job on uh on LinkedIn or 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 Indeed, and before you hit send, it say you really ain't got the qualifications for this big job. <laughs> hey, they be saying it all the time, but you know what I'm saying. I just go play with them and just add it into my little bag where they say I'm missing skills. Nah. Oh, just gonna go ahead and add that under the skills column. It'll go all green, and I'll hit submit. They gotta call me then. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret though. If you apply for a job that you know deep down that you're not qualified for and they call you anyway, be suspicious. 
Because I'm telling you, <laughs> when I was getting them, <laughs> when I was getting the applications of my Go Wireless days, bro, I was like, listen, this is a human. I'm going to call them. I'm going to see what they talk about at least. I need a number, a body, somebody. <laughs> man, dog. Bro, my interview stories, man, I could probably do a separate podcast on my interview stories, dog. Like one time, all right, I'm gonna share the story and then we're gonna tap out because we're about to get an hour 20. I'm gonna share the story. All right. I had the store manager. Now he was um, you know, looking to to move up to being a district manager. And part of me trying to help him get there was going through my process on interviewing, right? And, and looking for, for good quality candidates. So we do a phone interview, right? And I got I got the guy on the phone interview and uh and I got it on speakerphone, so he knows, you know, that you know my my store manager is listening, getting trained at the same time. And this guy had moved from Phoenix to the, to the Detroit area, and you know, I asked him, you know, what made you move, and he gave some sort of answer. I don't remember what it was. This is like three years ago. Whatever the answer it was, it was a normal answer that you would expect. It, and like, honestly, the way the interview was going, he would have. I would have brought him in for a full on face-to-face interview. Like that would have happened. Um, and then he goes out of nowhere. He goes, honestly, everybody in Arizona just does crack and I don't want to do Coke. So I had to move because I couldn't meet anybody or do anything unless I started doing Coke. First off, he put crack and Coke as like one thing. <laughs> Beyond that, as he continued to talk, he then brought up the fact that he, at one point, um, had a landscaping job. And he, like, before this happened, like, the interview was normal. Then he talked about that. Then he said how he had a landscaping job, and he didn't get the job done. He didn't do everything he needed to do. And so he went to the lady's house at, like, 2 in the morning to get the job done. I'm like, so... You're telling me that you're only surrounded about around drug addicts and drug users and drug sellers, and you break into people's property at two in the after, at two in the morning. No, I'm not hiring you. Like, yeah. and see, like I ain't gonna lie, I hate. I generally hate the way job system for finding candidates is set up because they always trying to match it with these. Well, we interviewed or we did some studies on these top 10 people of the company and figured out if people have qualifications like these, then they'll be good candidates. And that is like the most bogus shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just like talking to people. And especially if it's a sales job, I already do off top. I'm going to say I'm in sales and I make commission. And you're going to say one or two things that's going to let me know if I even want to deal with you or not. You're gonna say, well, I don't know if I can just live off a commission like that. Like, I need some hourly. Or you're gonna be like, I mean, I don't know how to sell, but I'll try it. Okay. I'll take the person that's willing to try it. But if you like, oh, I can't live off commission, then that tells me you're not motivated enough anyway. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That that was my biggest thing. Like, if we in the interview and I I ask a person, so what makes you think you can? You know, what I'm saying you can do sales or that you're fit for sales. And a lot of times you'll get that. Well, I don't know. I just needed a job, and 
you know, I, I've never sold anything, but you know, that's 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 cool. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, truthfully. That's what made Bradley a great candidate, would be an honest. That's what my DM said is I had the one who could have had my job and my DM's job, and then I had another person, you know, who failed a track test. I just play it. That was a whole different person, but then I had Bradley, you know what I'm saying? And I was sitting there talking to my boss, and I'm like, you know, he like, truthfully, it's better to go I just remember the story. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off like that. But yeah, um, everybody know what you're going to say. Tell the story <laughs> about the one dude that you gave a ride to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Needing bodies, needing people. I worked six, seven months straight, seven days straight. Your boy had got promoted, and so Fred was all by his lonesome. Well, no, I think I, I thought the person I gave a ride to was before you. Was that after you? This was after me. This is why I know about it. <laughs> I mean, you'd have knew about it if it was before you. <laughs> like, before, you know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, cat named Anthony, you know what I'm saying? You got to put his whole name out there, dog. And he on my Facebook, too, so I want him to see it. If he ever do see it, Aunt Sizzle is what he calls it. So, hey, that's my dog, though. But you know what I'm saying, like straight up, you know what I mean. He like, man, you know what I'm saying. He told me, and I, I told him. He's like, man, I smoke a lot of weed. I said, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm telling you, you gonna have a drug screen, so you got time to clean it. You got, you know what I'm saying. Get you some synthetic. Somebody, I don't care what you do, just pass the damn drug screen. Get a job. You know what I'm saying. The cat can literally. He placed iPhone screens, jailbreak iPhones. He knew all the information on them. You know what I'm saying? AB, leave me alone. Let him tell the story, dog. You know what I'm saying, man? And straight up, it, it was like, it was like, bro, just pass the drug screen. You'd be perfect candidate. Man, I took the cat to go buy whatever he was going to use to pass the drug screen. I don't know if he messed it up, didn't take it, what, but I just know I had a shoe in. Like, oh, yeah, I got an employee coming, you know what I'm saying? I gave him the heads up on the drug screen and everything. He failed me, let me down. Wait, 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 wait. He just failed me. Didn't you take him to get the drug screen? Yeah, I picked him up from his house, took him to get the drug. <coughs> I mean, I was like super manager. Yeah. Fred had faith in the boy. <coughs> People let you down every time. Man. Well, listen, hopefully we didn't let y'all down. We had a lot of good comments. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Follow us all social media platforms at What's Happening. I'm Brad Robinson 86 on Twitter. Brad Robinson 1986 on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Fred is Fred Scott on Facebook. Mr. Humble underscore beginnings on Instagram. And <laughs> he said he was in the front seat. Probably sweating like I'm sweating with this damn hoodie on. It's just knowing like, damn, I'm finna feel this nigga. I just know I am. Oh, man. And then the DM was like, man, I want a sock. That's what happens when you got a black DM. He, oh, he man. some real shit at the moment. Like, you know what? Sound like one of my family members. I sock the shit out of this. <laughs> and shout out to Newt, man. Newt was a real one. Hey, straight real up. Man. I just seen he got a new gig, too. Yes, sir. Hope he do a deal with that. Podcast listeners, 
make sure you're subscribed to the show uh follow us on social media leave us a five-star rating and a review love us a verb share the show so we continue to grow next week is our one-year anniversary episode but we're gonna have a bonus episode for y'all for before then talking about what's happening around you we'll see y'all next week he wasn't even considered enough to give you gas <laughs> i appreciate each and every one of y'all for sliding through hanging out with us you know saying shoot the breeze with us it always makes it a better time we'll see y'all next week Peace.